0: Mm. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Psychic Coffee Shop. I'm Ace Knight, and with me tonight is our wonderful Wonder Woman, Miss Rainey Love. How are you
2: doing, honey child? What's up? What's new? Uh, I'm just doing awesome now that I've been talking to you. Uh, it's a little mm. cold here, we're you know, but we're getting around our little fake little fireplace.
0: <laughs>
1: we need to
2: discuss this, young lady. Now I told you
1: to keep that snow on the other side of the Denver line.
2: That's I never do. I I've always got to
1: have it You had to send it over to me. I'm telling you, I, I don't know. want it.
2: You know, our listeners, here's the deal. Asin has a passion for, you know, snow cones. And so every year, at least three or four times, I got to send him some snow, okay? That's just the deal, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so this is his first snow cone. You know My uh, uh-huh. arriving <laughs> I think he's Required the well, Extra special uh, Syrups this Year for Christmas and That's okay <laughs>
1: I'll tell you If I get Snowed in for Christmas you Are paying for My vacation Young lady Of course I'm Coming to Denver okay. so you Can pay for It anyhow <laughs> uh,
2: Absolutely <laughs> We can oh, enjoy so
0: How
1: are here. you
2: I'm actually doing quite well, been busy, you know, just trying to, you know, it was my son's oldest son's birthday, and in the middle of cold weather and snowing, his neighbors, my son, his new wife, and my other son and I decided to barbecue and build a bonfire for all the neighbors to enjoy. (laughs) Well, that was nice of you. Did you roast some marshmallows? No, we didn't, but we had hamburgers and hot dogs in the middle of winter, and it was rather cold, but it was fun. Great. <laughs> right. Good. So glad i glad the, boy, the boys practiced shooting on, you know, a little kid BB gun. <laughs> it didn't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, speaking and of uh, fire
0: yeah. and,
1: you know, firefighters, mm-hmm. there was actually a little scary situation going on down in North Carolina.
0: Um, yeah, in
1: Louisville, yeah. and this kind of brought some attention to both of us because it was like, huh, what? For those know, yeah. there was a Lonnie Weimer, and I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, was off at a party at a restaurant and began noticing that people started acting a little weird. Now, it's a holiday season, and granted, people normally act weird. Sorry, you guys do. Yeah. Um, but this went a little bit deeper. It was, what are your thoughts on this, Miss Rainey?
2: Well, you know, uh, are you are you referring to the fire, or are you referring to him?
1: I'm referring to the situation. I mean, because they're out at a restaurant, and there wasn't a fire.
2: Just people yeah. started acting a little weird. You know, I am a firm believer because I've experienced it myself and I've watched people in strange situations, When, especially like when I pick up maybe that somebody's passing or there's something getting ready to happen. You know, um, I experienced this actually quite often with my students back in the day Mm -hmm. where if something was going on, you know, the energy was off, something was getting ready to happen, I believe as humans we have that natural instinctual ability to pick up something's wrong, something's wrong, or right. something's okay, you know. And right. if you observe people's behavior, even if they're not completely aware of what's going on, they're actually picking mm-hmm. it up. And that's why I always say when you wake up in that morning and something and you says something's not right today, mm-hmm. I don't think I need to be on the road driving, you need to listen to mm-hmm. that. I learned that the hard way one time, you know, and so when you're dirty people acting weird, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: go ahead. You know, and with him, he started noticing that people were acting weird, people were getting piercing headaches, and it turns out, and this is kind of scary, the restaurant's Mm -hmm. furnace had had a malfunction and was producing carbon dioxide in the restaurant. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
1: Luckily, you know, he snapped in two years' training. He called the fire department. You know, only 12 people were hospitalized. But, you know, on average, a year, 430 people die from accidental carbon monoxide poisoning.
2: Oh, now, this, yes.
1: You know, so this was kind of shocking to me because, you know, some of these signs can be a little bit misleading in today's world. You know, we've and, got flu, yeah, we got and- colds, we've got bugs going around. You know, but here's some common signs for CNO poisoning. Headaches, nausea, dizziness, shortness of breath. Right. Some more obvious signs, awesome. loss of muscle control, loss of consciousness, chest pains, yes. fatigue, flu-like symptoms, confusion, depression,
2: hallucination, hallucination. Uh-huh.
1: agoraphobia, you know, basically just staring off into space, abdomen pains, fainting, memory difficulty. <clears throat> you know, this is why it's so important, and people don't think of this: to have a CNO detector in your house. And you know, while we're on this, you don't want one of those that is just the standard, you know, little looks like a secondary um, fire alarm. Right. You want a digital one because just last week I was watching. You know, I watch weird shows because I have to be entertained. Um, <laughs> and it was um. The monster inside us. And they were talking about this couple that was all into clean living, healthy living, you know, they ate organic foods, and they were vegetarians, and they, you know, exercised, and were hiking, and they moved into a house. And within a year of that house, their whole life had gone to hell. You know, the wife had gotten so depressed, she couldn't get out of the bed, the husband was having weird rashes and health problems, and... Mm -hmm. Come to find out, they sat down and finally talked with a doctor together and was giving all these symptoms and signs and when it started and all that. And the doctor looked at him and said, When's the last time you had the heater checked? When's the last time you had maintenance done on your heater? They didn't even think of it.
2: Uh, You're correct. They were renting the property.
1: You know, they were renting a property. They were slowly being poisoned by by carbon monoxide,
2: or CO. Oh my goodness! Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard of Over people um, developing uh, toxic issues. You know, moving into places mm-hmm. you know where they you know they've been overexposed to toxins. You know, where they can't be in a place where there's carpeting because of all the chemicals mm-hmm. in it and paints and different things like that. Um, Carbon monoxide is what I think, you know, I think I've heard it called the silent killer, okay? You really don't often know or recognize it. Probably the most common uh, couple of symptoms I've heard about is, of course, the confusion and the sleepiness, where people simply Mm -hmm. go to sleep and they don't know. But isn't this also something that's more common in the winter, or am I incorrect on that?
1: No, this is more common in winter because the biggest culprit is the, uh-huh. um, in general, is has to do with the um, heaters, the gas
2: furnaces. Right. hmm And you're thinking you're just getting cozy and you're feeling mm-hmm. sleepy. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Or,
1: you know, you think, oh, I'm going through winter depression. Or, oh, it's just the cold.
2: Right, right. And winter depression can also be challenging, too. Is that why you wanted to bring up my fake heater? Well, not
1: only your fake (laughs) heater, but, you know, fires in general. I mean, people, be be conscious of what you're doing. You know, be conscious that you don't deep fry a turkey for Christmas in the kitchen, that your Christmas tree doesn't go next to the heating vent. You know, because that's just waiting for happenings,
2: right?
0: You know, because
1: during the winter, you don't leave your Christmas tree lights
2: on. Yeah, you don't Don't leave leave your your Christmas Christmas tree lights
1: on all the time.
2: Right, exactly. You know, and make sure you turn them off when you do go someplace. You know, Mm -hmm. and put water in there with your tree. You know, and those are just things that you know we just don't think about, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation. You know, um, right. or, you because, know, because or
1: even, you know, I know that a lot of people have lovely garages to keep their cars in. Please don't start your car in your house. Open the garage door first before starting your vehicle. Oh. Because you can start it. that vehicle with the garage door shut.
0: Protect your Kia on the.
1: And by the time that the heat has warmed up your car, you've done killed yourself in the right environment. Wow. So please, please, use some sense, people. Yeah. Speaking of using some sense, and actually using a good bit of sense and some affluence, Dolly Parton Mm -hmm. is really taking this forest fire that we talked about a few weeks ago in the Smoky Mountains. I think it was a show Mm on my show, one of the two. She's mobilizing. You know, she has stepped up donated money, um, everybody affected by the fire will be getting a $1,000 a month from her organization. Right. Alone. That's coming out of right. Dolly's pocket. That's not coming yeah. out of anybody uh-huh. else's pocket but Dolly's.
2: Right, exactly. She has always been one of my, probably my top favorite people in the whole wide world. And I'm just not mm-hmm. surprised to hear about this at all. But what I'm so impressed about is the other people that she's brought in for example, Kenny Rogers, you know, they've been good friends Mm -hmm. for many, many years, you know, and, and come in and he's having some health issues even at that. And, you know, rallied people within, um, you know, the entertainment business to come in and, um, you know, um, get um, donations coming in. In fact, I think they've come up with somewhere around $9 million uh, to help people out. And of course, you know, you know the area where the fires is is close to her home. You know, and her family's mm-hmm. there. You know, right? And uh, but, but you know, and
1: eighty five percent her business, though.
2: exactly. And luckily, you know, she only lost a few places. Yeah, actually, you know, she didn't suffer as much of a loss as as others. But what I appreciate about her, you know, and and you know, we've seen this many times, uh, you know, with. People in the entertainment business, um, and I really love country music um, entertainment business in particular because I just love the way they come out and they just really try to use their talents and skills, you know, to bring in their influence, to bring in uh, people, donations to help people out. We've seen this, you um, you know, in the Midwest. You know, when they've had tornadoes and hurricanes and then, of course, Dolly with the situation mm-hmm. with the fires. Because a lot of these communities, you know, let's face it, they get forgotten. Right, And they, they get do. the after effects. And, and
1: you know, yeah. this isn't the first time Dolly's done this. You know, she built her businesses there to, bring, to help mm-hmm. that community because it had gone dead. You know, after logging yeah. left, there was nothing left there. Right. But, you know, it's been a while. I can't remember the exact number of years, but when Reba lost her band, yes, yeah. she canceled. She said, "You know what? I'm not on tour. My band will be out there in about two days. As soon as you're ready to get back up on the road, we're ready to go." Right. She has always been, the, even though she is a smart, very, very smart businesswoman. Don't let that little blonde accent fool you. Um, <laughs> she's a she's a hard <laughs> business lady. She is known to do that. But she also has always believed in giving, giving back to the community, giving back to the fans, giving as much as she can to, you know, the area where she grew up in. She's always been that if I have Mm -hmm. – you know, she said in an interview earlier today, it's my responsibility because I can do it.
2: Exactly. And you know what? I agree with her, okay, because we have people who – Sometimes, you know, when they um get in a privileged position and I know that everybody has to earn their way of, you know, being famous and, and making a lot of money, they do sometimes forget. But mm-hmm. then there are those who don't. And see Dolly came from very, very, very poor background, okay? Um, and I don't know how, how many of our listeners remember her, but remember, you know, the coat of many colors. Uh, I remember watching her a million years ago, it seems, when she had her Dolly Parton show. But she came, through, mm-hmm. came from a very, very poor background. In fact, I think they recently came out with a movie about her childhood. Came from they, a, very a, poor a movie background. and a Broadway show. Yeah, and and she has always remembered that. She's not the only one, but she certainly is a pillar of an example. Uh, Someone Mm -hmm. who has, you know, um, gone on to become famous and, and made a lot of money, but given back to the people around her. And I think that that is so important. Not only has she given back, but she's also given them opportunity to be able to Um, you know, help live a life, give some people within our community especially Mm -hmm. the ability to be able to sustain their lives and make a living through what she's given to the community. It is so so. important if somebody, you know, of that um, kind of famous background there can do Mm -hmm. that, you know, because You know, that's where the blessings really come in, is when we are giving to others. And I think we even talked about that a little bit last week, didn't we? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. We did. And, you know. Yeah. But, you know, she's also one of those stars you don't hear crap about, other than, you know, what she's doing. She started that literacy campaign. Now, it started in Tennessee. Now, it's United States-wide, you know, but... You know, she ain't in the tabloids that often. The only thing they can talk about is her plastic search, and she'll tell you herself exactly what she done, who done it, and how much she paid for it. Um, but I really like her motto on you know giving things back and re and, and you know and the Iron Butterfly motto of transformations always coming. Right. So, guys, kind of look into that if you can help out. Help out very well. So, Miss Rainy, we got someone joining us at the table tonight. Why don't you go ahead and introduce them, and I'll go get them.
2: Are you gonna go get them? Yeah. How far do you have to drive? <laughs> oh, just a <the> cup. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Well yes, we're very excited because we do have this wonderful guest tonight. And uh first of all I wanna give a quick introduction here. Uh this is Filippo Poltagio. I hope I'm saying his night right, Poltagio. Uh, Best-selling author, um, a public speaker, show host of the Life Changes Show, a life coach and creator of the Life Improvement Workshop and the Recalibration. Uh, From a professional career, uh, uh, he started um, as a singer Uh, while working on his engineering degree. Wow, what a busy person. To landing a job with the top three Fortune 500 companies, then to becoming a singer again. Filippo already had so many stories to tell, you know, about his life experiences um, to share with everyone. But his life and careers kept changing, and his knowledge and story base expanded until he met a little Tom. And a cast of characters along the way that led him to his love of sharing what he has learned from his show to his workshops, to his group, and one-on-one life coaching. And, of course, his book, which we're going to be discussing tonight, The Little Dog That Could.
1: Welcome to the show, Felipe.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. So, <laughs> What do you
3: you know? Why did you
0: write this book? <laughs> why, why, why did I write this book? <laughs>
3: I didn't want to write this book, to be honest with you. I didn't want any part of this story. At least, uh, I didn't think I did. You know how it is. I'm sure you two mm-hmm. know how it is. Uh, you, you you ask uh, questions or you have dreams. And then they kind of come; the answers are there, but you don't like the package that they're wrapped in, so you say, "No, it's not that one." And if it was supposed to come looking like this. Then I would have known for sure. So um, oh, I've asked a lot of questions and had a lot of uh, desires of, of, of all kinds of things since I was a child. So as a as an adult now, I see things coming through. And I forget that this is part of the path, part of what I wanted, or uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, when this little dog showed up and this journey that we had together uh, happened, uh, it was very moving to me, not only some of the dramatic uh, parts of the experience, but also the, the magical, miraculous parts of the experience. And so... At the end of all this, I I was left in awe. I was left a changed man, uh, and obviously there is no end because we're still going. Uh, but but when people would ask me about the story, I I would break down because it was it, it 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 was bigger than me. It was it was showing me something that I I might not have been ready to see at the time. So. Uh, a friend said, well, if you don't want to sh- tell the story, just write it down. So I thought "I all I'd have to do is write it down, and I right. did. I, I wrote the book, and to answer your question, I wrote the book. I was done with it, and nine years later, a bunch of friends ganged up on me and said, would you release it? <laughs> 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 and now the book is there. <laughs>
2: so the story did actually happen. And when did this happen?
3: Well, at this point, it's been ten years. Okay. It happened about okay. ten years ago, okay. and uh, okay. it it did happen. And it's interesting that a year, well after I wrote it, which was within a year or so of it happening. I did share it with friends uh, just because I thought, okay, I've gifted it to a few people and that's, that's the end. And, of course, all of them said, you have to release this. And, of course, I didn't until nine years later. But um, mm-hmm. almost everybody that read it said, you know, if you could change the part that, you know, this happened, that would be really great. Or if you could, if you could move this part and before, then that would make more sense. And I'd say, you know what, I I agree with you. It might make more sense, or it might be more Hollywoodized if I do that. But if I do that, then I won't be able to say that the story is 100% true exactly as I remember it. And I want to be able to say that. And now I can.
1: Wow. Good. So what did you learn about the five senses from this dog? And uh, tell us a little bit about the story, too. (laughs)
3: okay well the easier part is a little bit about the story in the sense that it's the story it's exactly as it happened and it's chronicled in the book of me having a a fun night out with celebrities and friends and uh, feeling good about myself and I lived alone and uh, I was uh, driving down the road and I uh, saw this dog that was about to cross the street and I see dogs all the time where I live, but for some reason, on this particular night I stopped the car and said, no, don't cross the street. Come to me. And as soon as I said that, I thought, well, what a crazy thought. I, my life is so busy and I'm traveling and I'm performing and this, uh, there's no way I can have a dog. Plus I can't have a dog in where where I live. And Mm -hmm. though, uh, the dog did come to me. I brought her home thinking for sure she'd have a tag on or, or I'd be able to find her, her owner, or her keeper in the neighborhood because it was in the neighborhood where I lived and and that didn't happen. And that's all chronicled in, in the book. And about that time, I had met Dorothy Donahue, who's also in the book, one of the cast of characters, and she's still very much a part of my life. And She is a spiritual healer and a seer, and all of that. And I shared this story just in passing. I called her. She lived in San Diego at the time, which, where are you all, by the way? Talking about snow and all. Where are you all? Denver and Um, where?
2: West Virginia.
3: Oh, thinking. okay.
2: Although I am originally from California. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
3: I was picking that up, so you probably know exactly all everything I'm talking about. So I'm in Chimera, yes. so I'm in San Diego. <laughs> so, and, and I, I called her up and I said, "Hey, I just wanted to tell you I found this dog." And and she said, "Well, she's your dog." And I said, "No, you don't understand." I found a dog, and I'm looking forward to helping her find her owner, et cetera, et cetera. And she says, no, she's your dog. And I said, that's impossible. I can't have a dog. And she said, she's your dog until you learn the lesson. Oh. And I thought that was pretty crazy, actually. So I (laughs) kind of hung up the phone kind of like, that's odd. What does that mean? And every (laughs) Mm -hmm. time I thought I I had found the perfect home for her, something would happen where that home no longer was available to the dog. And it, it was an odd thing. And days turned into weeks and weeks turned into months. And somehow I managed to be able to keep her all this time and not have to travel too, too far and still be able to travel a little bit with her. And every little thing that happened... I thought this must be the lesson it is wishful thinking, actually. I' was like, I have to get this lesson sooner than later because <laughs> I can't keep this little thing um as adorable as she was uh and I was learning mm-hmm. lessons when we'd go for a walk, and I'd try and pay attention because of what Dorothy said to what the dog was right. doing and what the dog might be thinking, what the dog was smelling and why and and all of that, so I was learning those lessons but without giving too much away because it's such a big part of the story that um, that I can say this much, that, that, that something traumatic and huge happened. And it wasn't just that, but then what happened afterwards. So uh, that's the part of the story that I haven't shared uh, publicly or on air yet because I want enough people to be able to enjoy the journey. And it's interesting that a lot of people stop when the trauma happens because they, they have a hard time getting through it. And it's such an analogy for life that as soon as we come into difficulty with a, a lover or a partner, a husband or wife or something, or with a mother or a brother, we, we say, we cut them off. That's it. You, you know, but maybe... There's a gift on the other side of that for us for uh, them to, to be able to push through and say, Let's explore this, let's let's deal with it. So that's one of the things that I learned uh, to answer mm-hmm. the question. Very, valiant, very valuable, very valuable. There are so many, many
2: information. information. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean you can or you can't tell us what happened in the middle of the story?
3: <laughs> like you mean will i break down <laughs>
0: probably yeah, you, know.
3: <laughs> you, you know the second half of the story uh to me is the story and it's interesting because uh many people said well you could stop at the first half that that would be a book for everybody uh anybody could read that dog lovers and all that and And the second half is is hard for some people to digest, and I believe this is the reason why uh, and, and And it came in the form of people saying, "Well, if you could do that, then you could do this and and this, and why don't you do this, or why don't you help me do that?" and I didn't expect that, but my answer mm-hmm. has has been it, it's not about at least for me, what I can do. Uh, I, I know what I did, whether I can do it again or not. I mean, I, I have in other ways, but it's not it's not about, hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. To me, because if it was, or or if it were, I would have put the book out 10 years ago saying, hey, look at me. Look what I just right. did. Mm-hmm. Right. Look how great yeah. I am. But instead I was keeping it to myself, and, and not sharing, and, and that was the impetus, back to the why I put it out, that was the impetus of putting out the book, besides my friends ganging up on me, I did say I don't need this out there, that people know this about me, and they said, have you not learned anything? This isn't about you, this is mm-hmm, about yeah, what yeah. people are going to think about Because of what you wrote, right? And maybe, and you know, you know, people will say, "I could do that too," or "Really, we could do that? We could be bigger than what we are, more magical, more amazing,"
1: and we can. Yeah, we can. And you know, I think that you know, looking at this book, I really think you know, yeah, the first half is a really good read. The second half is where you make us think. You make us start realizing, okay, what are we doing? You know, what are we really here to do and how to do and, you know, what to happen with it? So you've been surprised by some of the reactions to the book?
3: Very. I, it, it It's like uh, you, 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 doing a play for the first time and not knowing where the audience is going to laugh or cry or, uh, <laughs> you know, so – and being surprised at all that. So I, I put the book out, and I, I didn't get uh, – reviews per se from, from the friends and, and associates that I gave it to to help me dot the I's and cross the T's and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So except, uh-huh. you know, it's a really good book and it's got legs, it's got four legs, ha um, ha. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's what I got from them. But then when emails started coming through and calls, and And uh Facebook messages on the little dog that could facebook page or or reviews on Amazon, and I'm reading what people are getting out of this i i i I was amazed, and I shouldn't be, and I'll say it this way because when I went through the book in editing and I had an editor and all that as well, but I did also my own editing. But when I went through the book to edit it and make sure the sentences were correct and all of that, and I, I, I would learn something different about the story and about myself each time I read it. And, wow. and I, I, by the end of the, the reading, I would say, oh, so that's really the lesson that I could have gotten back then, but I just didn't know enough to get it. And then I'd inevitably, a couple months later, have to read it again to make sure when it comes back, came back from the editor. And then I'd say, oh, I didn't put that together with that. It was all in the story the whole time. The story didn't change. It's just that my understanding went deeper. And so it doesn't surprise me of what people will get depending on where they are on their journey and what they understand and know and all
2: mm-hmm. of that. Now, it's interesting that sure. you say that because you did did make me think of, of one thing that you were talking about earlier, people kind of getting in the middle of the trauma and then not finishing the journey. Do you think that equates with the statement that you just made?
3: Uh, uh, sure. Uh, uh, absolutely. yeah, Abs- yeah. Absolutely
2: yeah
0: I think yeah.
1: so too. <laughs> <laughs> so how has this changed how you do your coaching?
3: How does this change how I do my coaching oh interesting well i I've never thought about it like that, but it it everything that I've done has changed how I do my coaching uh, the 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 main aspect of my coaching is something that I've, I've extracted out of the one-on-ones and the groups and called the recalibration. So now mm-hmm. I've developed it as a course, and I do more of that than I do the one-on-ones and the groups. But the course is called the recalibration, and people can find out about it at therecalibration.com. But the whole premise of that is... That we don't know and Randy this gets to your point we don't always know the whole story and and we don't usually take the time or are able to even we, we might not even have the tools to go back and to look at that mistake we made or that which was perpetrated upon us or what have you from an adult mindset and so people mm-hmm. will say, they'll come to me uh, and say on the one-on-ones and say, I, I, I want to be a this, and so can you help me be a this, my, my new career change, etc. And I'll say, well, why is that important? Well, I, I want to be that. Can't you help me do that? And I'd say, if I help you do that, but you really don't want that, I would be doing you a disservice. I'd right. still make my mm-hmm. money but you would still be unhappy <laughs> because if you want to be a this because your father or your mother said you're not good at this or you're never going to do and then you end up doing this and are still miserable for the rest of your life, then you're going to need another life coach to help you with right. that. So I'll help you, but I think this is the bigger help, and, and people usually see that. Uh, I, I had one client say to me, well, look, I just, I just need to meet girls. He wanted to, to, to have a woman in his life. I just need to make girl, meet girls. Why aren't you telling me to go out there? And I said, Has anyone ever told you to go out there? And he said, Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you need to pay me to tell you to go out there? <laughs> He's like, Well, I thought you could get me to do it. <laughs> Like, you know, the problem isn't the fact that you need to meet girls. You probably meet girls all the time at the grocery Mm -hmm. store, at the, you know, everywhere. They're everywhere. (laughs) Meeting them is not the problem. Getting right. them to find you interesting might be, <laughs> uh, or knowing what you're looking for in in a young lady might be. So it was an interesting, you know, an interesting aha moment. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's where somebody definitely needs to go a little deeper. <laughs>
3: right. So that's why I call it the recalibration. It's because we we it, it's the same thing. Another client, I need to lose weight, and and so. and then at one point it's like but you're not telling me to go to the gym and don't you think you should tell me to go to the gym how many times have we been told to go to the gym (laughs) exercise walk (laughs) how many times and Uh how many times has it worked for many of us not at all so why do we not want to go do we loathe ourselves are we afraid of something are we uh, are, uh, are we are you know so so that's we recalibrate what all that means to us, and then be able to not only look to changing our pa- our future, but we're talking about changing our past, uh, yeah. where we have a foundation in something that is is much more meaningful to us as opposed to well, my you know that kid at school treated me badly, and I understand I was that kid at school that was treated badly. But now I look back and say, hmm, if it wasn't for that, I might not have a recalibration course. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. Very good. Yeah, that's where you come in and you go, okay, I went through this really difficult time. You know, what are the positive things that are coming out of this?
0: Really?
2: Yeah, wonderful. I like that. Perfect example. You know, back to your book. What do you kind of hope that your reader's gonna get from that book?
0: Hello. 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 Are we Hello? Oh no. There
1: you are.
3: Oh. Hello? I can hear you. Hello. Oh,
0: okay. Hello. Okay. Somebody
3: recently made the analogy to uh Aesop's fables. And uh, on the one hand, I, I don't know if Aesop fables are true or not. Um, but regardless, I I did like it uh, in the sense that there there was a lesson in them. And uh-huh. the, I remember from reading them as a child that, that when our parents would read it to, them, uh, to us or we would talk about them, the lesson Seem to change, and it would change as we either grew up and understood more, or uh, it, you, you understand what I'm saying. So, right. so mm-hmm. what? What I hope they get is is uh, that uh, what, what it is, whatever it is that they that they need at that moment. If they need a good read, then at least they're reading something positive and something inspirational. Uh, that's how I see it, and. And if that makes their day feel good and they drive to work a little happier or what have you because of what they read the night before that that makes me feel good uh, what what I uh, anticipate from this is is that more people will stop to think or wonder or believe that there's more to life than the life that most of us are living.
0: Absolutely. True. Very,
3: yeah. very true.
2: Yeah. You know, many of us have our little light turned on, so to speak, you know.
3: Mm. And uh,
2: <laughs> if you can be looking for the signs, you know, whether they come, in to, come to you in the form of a little dog <laughs> right. or in other ways. Um, me, you know, you know, at least as far as my personal experiences, that is, um, that's where the real learning happens, where you learn about yourself and your, you know, your your um, journey as you go along, and then you go back and reflect. And uh, what I love about the fact is this is in story form, you know. And uh, I I think that a lot of people can really relate, like you said, to you know the fables. You know, it's in story form, giving you something to think about. Um, And uh, love the title. (laughs)
3: Love the title. I never made the connection that people would think it's a children's book. No. But now I get it.
0: No. <laughs> of course. Well, I like, the little Indian you know, that could the
1: little dog
3: <laughs>
0: <deal>
3: that
1: <with> <laughs> think could really get a lot from
3: the story. True. Yeah. Uh yeah. very yeah. true. And and, yeah, and I've I've heard that saw. from parents. Yeah. 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 And and you you know, talk about uh, story form, uh I was reading the Celestine Prophecy many, many years ago, and mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I remember uh, reading uh, chapter by chapter and wondering, what, uh, thinking, this really happened to somebody. And and I believe I, I don't remember all the details of the story now, but I, I believe that that much of it could happen. I, I, I at one point I thought, well, no, this couldn't have happened, but but I did find out later that it didn't happen and it was a great story and a great lesson to be learned from the story. And I thought, what if it really, what if it really happened? Or what if there were a story like that, that really happened? And, and, you know, talk about maybe that was my wish and then it came true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But, but here is a story that reminds me of, the, some of the things that happened in the Celestine prophecy And then years later mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Here you uh, go Talk about here,
0: manifestation yeah. <laughs> Ta-da <laughs> yeah, So
1: where can our like get their hands on this? Yeah
3: Well, it's available both in Kindle form Which is uh, downloadable on PCs or Macs And any of the, the products that, that go with those uh, formats and is downloadable and really inexpensively done that way, or uh, the book can be ordered in a soft copy. And it's available on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble. But if people went to thelittledogthatcould.com, we have all the links there and the reviews and all that, and so people could enjoy reading what other people have thought and... and uh, uh, Decide from there, but the little dog that could dot mm-hmm.
1: com cool, and they can get a hold of you know get onto your coaching schedule and that from there too.
3: well, not my schedule. they would have to contact me directly, but they can connect with me through that website absolutely and good. we're Definitely actually good. fixing to do a recalibration weekend, actually, we're doing one this is very near and dear to my heart, especially. At this time of year, but we're working with an organization that works with veterans. So we're all donating our time at the recalibration team, which is really the life changes team from our show. And we're going to do a whole weekend dedicated only to or exclusively to veterans and the friends that accompany them. So that's going to be special to take them through the recalibration process for Mm -hmm. a weekend.
2: Yeah, I think that very is absolutely so. wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, I, well, especially with our vets it, I,
1: coming home now.
3: Right. Right. And there are a lot of yeah. vets here in the Southern California area. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be special.
2: Yeah. No, go, I think that that's awesome. Um, I'm excited for everybody to read your book because, you know what, to me, one of my favorite things is to kind of be able to go and and read about um, stories like this that are, you know, we are brought in miracles or lessons in our daily life, like little dogs, you know, or <laughs> other situations where that's how we're going to learn it, but that's how we're going to get the information across to others. And it just, you have, you have such a vast, um, um, a man of experience in different areas, hey, I think it's wonderful um, 're just is there anything else you would like to tell our audience
3: this evening? well i 'm hoping too that by me sharing this story that more people will share their stories i uh. I know that there are many stories out there and because of this book many people will come up to me at a book signing or at a lecture or uh, write to me and say I had an experience and with a dog that is this or or with my grandmother or with my mother and I actually talk about something like that with my grandmother in the book just before she passed so th- mm-hmm. th- this experience these kinds of experiences are obviously not just about animals but for me the animal connection was the easiest to get through to me kind of thing at that time in my yeah. life uh but, yeah but yeah so people say could we do this with other with other people not just animals and and that's just it i i, I appreciate the question it's almost like a duh but this is it if we don't talk about it if we're not sharing with each other these stories how are people going to know and so that was another impetus to say uh put it out there if if not you then who
2: ah like that if not then you if not you then who wonderful (laughs) well with that said we would like to thank you very much for sharing your time with us this evening
3: well, thank you, Randy and Nason. This has uh, been a great time with you both.
2: Great time you with too. You. Thank you very much. And, oh, and enjoy the veterans.
3: Yes, uh, thank you. And and enjoy the snow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you brat. You know, I mean, San Diego, come on. <laughs> We're just going to come move in with you. <laughs>
3: oh no, my publicist didn't send me my, my address. Send you my address, did they? <laughs> no, they no. didn't do
2: that. We're just giving you a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again.
3: Thank you both. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a Bye-bye. happy
2: holiday. You too. Okay, guys.
1: Well, let's take a few calls right now. It's going to be just a couple tonight, but let's go ahead yes. and pop a few in there. Let's take 671. Okay. 671.
2: Hello. Good evening. Hello. Is anyone there? 671. Six, 671. Going
1: one. Twice. Sold. All right. Let's go to <laughs> 586. 586, you're on the air.
4: Hi, how are you?
2: Hello. Good. how are Taking you? With
4: tonight? Doing great. It's Rosemarie. I haven't talked to you for a little bit now.
2: Well, hello, Rosemarie. How are you Rosemary.
4: having, honey?
1: What's your birthday?
4: 12-31-74. Uh, Welcome,
1: Rosemarie. How can Miss Rainey help you?
4: <laughs> um, whatever you can uh, you know, I've been working on a lot of stuff, Jason. Whatever you can get, like I know, I've been manifesting, changing my ways, I just came back from a trip, so whatever
2: you guys can get that's good for Christmas and my birthday this year for a job. Okay, okay. so um, I don't do general readings, but is there a specific question that you have, Rosemary? Um, sure, either way,
4: job that's
2: coming in for financial or a relationship. Okay.
4: Either one.
2: Oh, okay. Um, the two going- most important things, money and honey. <laughs> True. Uh yeah, well, first of all, okay. Uh with relationships, okay. You know, um what I am getting is I am getting relationships, okay. Mm I I'm not sure if this is someone from the past. It almost looks like there's someone from the past trying to at least do a check in. But when it comes to money and finances and things working through I do see that happening, but it looks to me like it's somewhere probably more closer because I'm getting somewhere around the seven-week time period. So it could be more closer to the end of January. But that's when I'm seeing things really starting to come together for you. But it's coming together for you in many different areas in your life. It isn't just the financial you know it has to do with relationships it has to do with things becoming more balanced but this is also tied into personal changes that you're making within yourself and I'm also getting you know what I'm talking about this is something that you're actively trying to do right now okay it's when you begin to start to see the fruition of that energy and the changes that you are making Yes. Okay. In other words, yeah, keep it up. It's coming. But actually moving forward, uh I do see you know early on into the year. Again, it looks to me like this might be about the 7-week time period, more towards the end of the first month of January. Okay? Uh Don't hold it against me if it's the 3rd week, okay? You know, uh that uh you know, your hard work is going to be paying off of you Things are going to start coming together In different and all areas of your life So keep it going Cool, appreciate it My pleasure, you have a wonderful evening
4: Thanks guys, you too You're welcome Good night Good night Okay,
1: let's go over to 4-1 No, five four, one. 5 four one. you're on the air
4: Hi. Hi. Who we got? Ah, uh, my name is Anna.
1: And Anna, what's your birthday? Uh,
4: Christmas Eve. Actually, it's coming up.
1: Oh. Well, happy early birthday. <laughs> we
4: well, so help stuff. you. Um. Well, I'm just wondering if you can tune into anything that might be coming up for me. Um, around this time. Any changes?
1: Mm, changes. Okay. No, I'm going to give you what I get, but it's going to be general. I really feel like moving within the next three months, we're looking at the financial changes for the better. I also feel like someone's reentering your life. I don't know in what area, though, because they're just galloping in. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Reentering.
4: I hmm. don't know what that means or who that could be. <laughs>
1: Dark hair, medium house, rounded face and very hyper. Um no. means they you either kick now. You either kick them out or they left without notice and they're coming back.
4: I don't know. <laughs> and I'm gonna be renting a room in my house but um somebody's gonna be leaving who's here now kind of on a day to day basis, but Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let somebody back into my house if I kicked them out <laughs> and nobody left without notice. So I don't think that's quite it.
0: No.
2: Well, I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> it will probably make sense when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: let it happen, honey child, okay?
4: hmm Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So you're I'm saying All
1: right.
4: finances so are improving. Finances are improving. Okay. That's what I need to know. All right. Well, thank you. All
1: right. Thank you. All right. You know, that's why, you know, with general readings, they're so general, we prefer to do, you know, straight out questions. And I'm going to take one more. We're going to take 917. 917, and you're on the air.
2: Hi. Thanks also for taking my call.
1: You're welcome.
2: Uh, What do you see in terms of work for me,
0: or full time job, or finances in general? Uh, Let me take a look
1: here, darling. What's your name and birth date?
0: Oh, my name is A. And my birthday is
1: January 28th. Yeah. It looks to me that finances are going to be improving. I do fill a partnership forming with a new job, and that'll be within six weeks, okay? Okay. And
0: how's
1: the it looks money? It's to me that- a very busy job. It'll be good money. Matter of fact, you're going to have to make sure not to take on too much.
0: Okay. You're feeling a lot okay. of fear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you oh. gotta clean out that box of, of crap. What? You gotta clean out that box of built up crap you've put behind you.
4: Oh my god, it's like this fear keeps coming up.
1: hmm. But that fear is gonna overgo. Okay And I really feel like That fear will go away Okay Okay You just got to get through it And clean it out
4: Oh I see That's a good one Yeah Right Yeah Mm. Okay And uh, Anything else For me?
1: Just to relax. For you, I think journaling is important. You need to get those emotions out, honey. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I'm eating the extra apples because of the emotion.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Very
0: hard.
1: Very much so. And you've just packed it up for so long. It's got to pour out sometime. And now that, you know, you're kind of not focusing on it, it's going to come out much better, you know, much often when you're not expecting it.
2: Okay, I'll just deal with it then. Don't have
1: to yep.
4: be
2: afraid of the fear.
1: No, Thank there, you. it's just beer, honey.
4: Yep.
1: Yep. Thank you. Okay, darling. You're welcome. Well, Miss Rainey, the show has just flown by this week. Now, next week we're going to have a new, tarot, a new tarot deck on, and we're going to be talking about that and the fun things of indie tarot. Uh-huh. Um, so it'll be great. I can't wait to have her on. It'll be a really fun time and you know, we're gonna be talking about this new age of terror and maybe some of the new decks she's working on. What are you doing this week, Miss Rainey? Uh, other
2: than I, mailing me more snow. Yes, I'm mailing you more snow. Okay. <laughs> and um I think I'm gonna send you some I was thinking about cherry syrup and blueberry syrup. Uh I am definitely um going to um be um you know on psychic top biz, so uh everyone can find me there um this week and uh getting ready for the holidays and uh just trying to keep things sort of calm. It's a little kooky right now, as I'm sure it is mm-hmm. for most of us uh and uh that's about it for right now, but I think it's enough. Yeah, I think it is, darling. Well, you can reach
1: me and Rainy over at psychic.biz. And using the coupon code FALL16, you should get $5 um, added to your deposit. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Tomorrow night is Angels Whistlers with Angel Divine. Have a great evening.
2: Have a great evening.
3: are you at a crossroads in your life or are you feeling stuck and not sure where to turn we can help visit our website at psychic.biz from your computer smartphone or tablet where you can get accurate readings and insight by speaking with any one of our tested advisors we offer live chat video sessions one-on-one phone calls and even email readings we have several gifted psychics carol readers, astrologers, and other healers from around the world who are available to you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Your initial chat is always free, and our Psychics do offer special prices and low per minute rates. Visit us today at Psychic.biz and get the guidance you need today for your tomorrow. listening to the magic happens radio network sponsored by the magic happens magazine you will find us at
0: www.themagichappens.com